Today on Media Layers Sandwich, we're with Iron Maiden, the Kiss Fits. I don't know. <laughs> they must be the Lords of October then. Lords of October. Lords of October. Uh, we can agree on that. Welcome to Meteor Sandwich. I'm Toten from Toten.com and Meteor Litter Media. Meteor. Yeah, Media Litter Sandwich. <laughs> it's a Meteor Sandwich today. <laughs> 
So we got Crazy Mark from CrazyMark.com. And okay, I'm a little scared. Um, who are you guys? Lords of October. What? I thought we were Merciful Fate. <laughs> I'm in the wrong fucking band. Rama! I don't know what's going on. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Trador! Wait, wait, wait. Wrong song? No, but honestly, we got you here. We got you gathered here today because we want to talk. We're to here to take over yeah. the world, and, well, we need a lot of help. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, go ahead. Um, Lords of October. Yeah. Um, and each one of you have stage names. Do you want to go ahead and, and say which one, all your stage names? We'll just pass the microphone around. Okay. Uh, don't feel like you always have to hold the mic when you're talking. <laughs> I am uh, Lucifer Fulci, luciferfulci.com. That's his last name, luciferfulci.com. Yeah. I am Uncle Salem. No, I'm going to lose this. This is stupid. I liked it. Alistair <laughs> it's interesting. And I am October Phoenix. Hey, October. Welcome. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Wait, you have the name of the band. Does that mean you're the key member? It's yes. A, it's a long story. You can interpret it as you will. I kind of just, uh, I was given this name. We kind of just went with it. So. It's rising. So don't think too much into it. I am rising. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he, said he, he just came in here at 6467 now. So, okay. <laughs> like, <"Okay." laughs> you're stupid. All right. Um, How long have you guys been together? Well, almost three years. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We we started out, you know, the myself, Uncle Salem, and Alistair. We were gonna get together and just have some fun. You know, we've known each other for years. We had a lot of same sensibilities, and so we got together. And he was trying to play some drums. You know, got little home studio going on and then we realized we didn't just want to play kiss covers we had something more involved. which we were playing every kiss song you could think of at first <laughs> yeah uh -huh. like, hey, so is that where the makeup song? comes from <laughs> i actually stole it from gene simmons locker <laughs> but um at the point where we said hey let's like do this for real we need a real drummer we, we put the word out i talked with a few guys which were absolutely not and when we finally met october it was an settled. absolute yes and no other. And he's since become a brother to us. Like, not just in this band, but like, you know, personally as a, as a friend and a, and a brother. You know? That's part of it. That's a huge part of it because we're like a family. Not everybody says that, but we really mean it. So, I mean, like, in the three years here, man, aren't there any times where, man, we're out on the road, we're just not getting along? Have there ever been those close calls where it's like, that's it, the band's done? No, not to that extent. Oh man, this was years better than any band I've been. Minor in. disagreements, and we get in a room together. And we're all like, "Oh man, <laughs> it's brother fighting." Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're yeah. big on communication. So yeah. if something bothers us, you know, at the most we'll let it stew for a couple of hours. But then after that, you know, we got to talk about things. So right. We have to. I, I don't care if it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, and, but it's going to be so much better if we all talk about things rather than let it stew and just kind of ignore it, because then you're going to damage yourself in the long run. Right. Okay. So about branding, was that something you all, because I mean, you all got different makeup, you all got, was that something all decided on together? Can I answer this one? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, we're kind of, we're all into that already. So it was like a natural, it wasn't a thought of like, oh, let's just be a brand and kind of, we're going to be Lords of October. Well, you know, once you decide, like, you know, I'm not going to put on makeup tonight, you know, I'll just, just go do it. And then everyone's going to be like, dude, that's, that's not you, man. Right, totally. So you have to have that or you don't. Right, you're not gonna be able to force it and be like, so we have that. That's something that's already in our backgrounds. Mm -hmm. 
we love Halloween, we love horror, and it seems like that's the thing to do. We want to stand out a little bit, you know? Now, so, I got a question here. Got a question They might have an answer. Yeah. yeah, they might have an answer. Yeah. 42. So, so Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Salem, that's right? It. Yes. Did you all research the name to make sure there was no other Lords of October? Yes, we did. Cool. Excellent. That's that's fantastic because so many bands will go into it and say, we're going to call ourselves The Cause. And there's right. a bunch of other causes. That happened with my old band. That happened to Rathchild out of Baltimore, Maryland. Rathchild is a no-brainer. They, they, they got to the table, man. They were getting ready to sign. They said, somebody else has the name. And they were like, well, what are we going to call ourselves? Rathchild, Rathchild America. LA. Oh, wait. Was it Rathchild America or yeah, Rathchild it's, LA? No, it was Rathchild America. Right. And that was stupid. <laughs> uh, that was the last now we're in a feud with Rathchild America. It's like, eh, budget bin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rathchild was a good name, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rathchild. Yeah. Because I'm a Rathchild. <laughs> we could talk Iron Maiden all day long. All day long. <laughs> you want to do that? All day long. I think I'm okay. I got a question for Alistair here. <laughs> what do you awesome. do in the band? Uh, be terrible. <laughs> you be terrible. I play the guitar and sing the backup vocals. Right on, man. So who got you into the guitar? Uh, Uncle Salem. Oh, so it, there's a, a, a line of influence here. That's totally family right there. I mean, teaching. Or is it just like, hey, we need another player. I'm going to just teach you how to do this because, well, you listen. Well, that is kind of, that is kind of really the idea, honestly, because very young. You started out mm -hmm. playing very young. The kind of the idea is, well, we need somebody to play. I never got better. So right here, here, play this. What? <laughs> hey, there's a lot of guitarists out there. That's that not true. Better, not but true. hey, he can play "Smoke on the Water" kind of. He can almost <laughs> play "Smoke on the Water." Now. Almost, right on, I'm really right close. On. He's gotten a little better. I gotta, I gotta say though, when uh, I first heard these two together, coming and just playing some Kiss songs, they're, uh, what do you call it? When the flow, was chemistry, just, the chemistry yeah. and the flow of music. And the harmonizing between the vocals, it was spot on. I love when a guitar player can sing and mm -hmm. honestly sing and harmonize. It was it was perfect match. Perfect match. And how many albums have you guys recorded together? Three. three. Yep, three. We have the first one, which is just like a self-titled EP. The second one, which is most recent, is Equinox. And we have a, a live one that got recorded at Machine Shop that right. has just been released. And you can get that one for free. Where can people go online to check it out, man? Where well, can they get it? You can find us. Actually, if you just go to the Facebook page, Lords yeah. of October, you can find everything. But is there an, an, a more complete page? Honestly, these days, with how we're connected, you could go to Google yeah, just and search Lords yeah. of October. And, you know, we go through CD Baby for some stuff. Mm -hmm. All of the standards that are out there right now, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud. And you can download the um, live album on SoundCloud. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, for yep, free. That's all free. You're on Spotify as well? Yep. Mm -hmm. So are we. Yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CD Baby's been amazing in, in the kind of community that music is in these days. If you're going to go with somebody, CD Baby is one of those that will get you out on every platform that there is. So if you just Google us, you'll find us. Oh, shit. They got shit on YouTube that CD Baby puts up. And it's a, it's a no-brainer. I do kind of wish it was still like the 80s and 90s where not everything was just so readily available and you listen to it on a little computer speaker, but it is the way that it is. Right. So you can find us yeah. everywhere. We've adapted. Mm -hmm. Notice you guys got a few music videos. What's the newest one? Autumn Fire. Okay. So uh, we got permission to play that? Yeah. 
All right, cool. So we'll play that at some point. I got a question here for October. Yes, sir. Now, sir. License and registration. What did you bring to Lords of October? What What is your key role here? Pizza. Yes. I do love my pizza. You know, honestly, as they were talking, you know, these guys were together. I answered an ad that they put out there. And PSDM. That was the first one. That was the Don't tell everyone. Yeah. Um, but I I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm kind of one of those guys where I'll come in and, and add what I add and they'll tell me what I add, but here I am. I'm just doing my thing, you know, I'm trying to do my best to yeah. add and I think what are you adding I to the bed? Is it cowbell? What is it? He plays <laughs> drums. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm sorry. I'm the what he does because he's very high energy. Very high so energy. He and here and on stage. Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's a beast on the drums. I've heard but the jams, man. It's he's like, also very musical. And that's something that, like, I've had a lot of drummers over the years, and having a musical drummer is amazing. Because I mean, do so much more. Most drummers, they're like all of a sudden jumping around everywhere. He's here, then he's over there. He's, right. He gets distracted and off over there. And no, he comes back with a beer. And, he's oh, super he's, focused. He's chilled, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like Neil Peart. Like, yep. like, That's not a bad comparison. No, it's not. And I love that you pronounce his last name correctly, Peart. That's very nice. Well, I like a lot of people guy. call it Part or something. Part. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I hear all the time. We could actually that. talk a whole lot more about Rush than Iron Maiden. <laughs> well, he could. He could, yeah. <laughs> um, and if I may, too, also, what October brings, like, I think we all sort of bring this multi-instrumentalist mentality. We all play more than one instrument. I mean, we stick to our things while we're recording and playing. But, I mean, over at his place, he's got bass guitars. He makes guitars. He fixed a few of my basses. And, you know, he's brought musical knowledge to the songs that we write. Yep. So he's not just saying, okay, let's just do this beat or whatever. We all kind of contribute in that way, but because he's a multi-instrumentalist, he adds all those sensibilities in where maybe other drummers don't. So October is also a luthier? Yes. Amateur. Still yes. though, you know, Man, it's a he made, he made can... some of my basses sound great. A new five string I got, and this dude is, he's awesome. But he's you're in high it. demand if you can really work with wood. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god ladies but seriously like this guy. back to the interview <laughs> Toden, i know you're itching to ask some uh, like technical questions well first i want to know um how do you guys survive on being a band survive you mean like, survive like financially we don't <laughs> that's the bottom line is we don't yet, mm -hmm. you know, maybe well, at some point. financially as a band, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. We, we, we really do not don't. survive right. financially as a band, but, you know, uh, when, when I am not in character, I'm a social worker. Mm -hmm. I work with people um, in the city of Flint uh, with drug addiction and homelessness and the water issue, and I've been doing that for 10 years. And so that's what I do, you know, by day. And then by night, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman kind of thing. And uh, I'm a writer. Okay. Yeah. I, I guard my room. 
very tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's my full time job. Internet troll. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He does. He's just magic with like cars and stuff. Yeah, actually, I'm an analyst for General Motors. Oh, okay. So that's my, <laughs> All that's right. my Bruce Lee. And, and mm-hmm. do you work in Detroit or Flint? I work in the Saginaw, actually. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All of a sudden, it's like, I do this, and it's, I'm with GM. I was hoping it said downtown Detroit. I'm like, oh, you're just down the street from me. <laughs> but then again, this guy over here, you know, Lucifer's working for, uh, right, Lucifer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he's got really angel's wings, and he's really working for the community, you know? He's really rocking it for the for the area. He's the good guy. Yeah. So so don't take so, so don't judge a book well, by its cover. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne works for him. Yeah, Batman punches people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that's that, that's just the jacket. But when the jacket comes off, that was another book joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good one. I gotta know. <laughs> you know, one of the things. I'm really proud of these guys. I'm proud of what we do and who we are as people because I know, you know, we all have known a lot of people. I've been in bands. I've lived in LA 20 years. You know, I've seen the shit and I've been blessed with the Shinola here. We're uh, the kind of people, you know, we, we don't party. We don't do that kind of thing. Um, oh man, you're not cool enough for me. Bye. <laughs> it was one of those things. I've been, I've been uh, clean and sober a decade now and I can't say that these guys ever even had any sort of issue going on. They just don't do shit. And that's part of like what really attracts us to one another because we're not trying to be like, oh, well, hold on a second, pass that doobie, which I got no problem with if that's what other people want to do, but it, it don't got no place in this band. No. And what we do as people during the day puts into what our band fund is. And then we collectively decide, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to buy shirts. We're going to make CDs. We're going to, you know, go out there and get some new tires for the the tour van or whatever we're going to decide we do it Mm -hmm. together and that's just something that we're really happy to do Mm -hmm. this is the easiest fucking band to play in yeah it's super duper easy how many bands we've been in over Mm -hmm. the years this is the easiest band and as long as we communicate like october said and and we all have this some kind of passion for the music then we're going to keep making the kind of music that we hope other people want to hear and we know what we love and what we grew up on. And I'm, I love these guys. I so love these guys. It's three years without drama? No, it's not drama like <laughs> other bands might no. have. It's just not like that. I mean, we not have certain issues that are discussed. And, you know, we have a great... How dare you change your makeup like that? Uh-uh. That's kind of what it is, honestly. That's kind <laughs> of it. It's very band-specific, small things that you would never, they would never blow up because it's too stupid. You'd be like, That's stupid because tomorrow I can change the makeup back. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's another nothing, nothing that we can't come back from. Yeah, it's like, I, I just wanted to make the symbol in my head a Star Trek uh, Starfleet symbol just for one night. Come on, guys! Right, right, right. <laughs> that would be awesome. Right, that would. Yeah, be we wouldn't even be mad about that. Because <laughs> really, that Whatever. looks like Klingon over there it on seems you. Seems logical. Yeah, <laughs> like so that's what I'm looking at. It almost looks like the Starfleet symbol. This almost. is actually an elder sign, uh, like from okay. Lovecraftian mythos. And uh, I believe it was my wife who actually suggested doing that in, in the first place because we're like huge board game geeks and read a lot of Lovecraft. Yeah, if there's a horror thing going on, we're we're in on it. We're, that's you know that's a big part of it. If I can, can I plug some other stuff too? Because please, we, we, yeah, we all, absolutely. We um, <laughs> it just sounds sounds like 
boastful, but these guys are so talented. And so we're, we're writers, we have books and other things that we do. If it's horror or science fiction, if it's comedy, if it's good humor and just different, that's what we're, we're totally into. So I wanted to say, and we'll go down the line here, if I may. Yeah. Um, I have a brand new book that's called The Elder Thing. And it's a Lovecraftian type of magic and monsters type of novel. Not and to be confused with Elder Scrolls. No, Correct. no, the Elder thing. It's a disgusting thing. And um, that's one of my newest ones. And then I also have a children's book I wrote with my wife called The Halloween Society. Oh, so good. She did the artwork. Oh, I did the story. And it, some of the characters are named after our children. And mm -hmm. actually um, after our, uh, Alistair in his, in his, by his real name. And... I have those couple things right now that I was kind of hoping to mention. Yeah, absolutely, what man. Talk about hey, this is a whole media sandwich. We don't, we don't, we don't just put a in media yeah. sandwich. <laughs> we don't, we don't just put in the ketchup and mustard. We got all the litter that's going on everywhere else. So everything yeah. that you drop down, we pick up, put it on that that hot dog on that sandwich, and force it down other people's throats. Well, I would love to force my books down your throat, but I don't know if they would fit. We got this um, thing coming up April Ghoul's Day at the Flint Farmers Market on mm -hmm. April seventh, and we're all well, three of us will be there with books, but we're gonna have Lords of October merch and everything. We do uh, events, community events. We 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 ran the Flint Horror Con with some other guys for years, and we do the Monster Marketplace and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been to the uh, the couple the the. This year was a horror film festival. Yeah, but last was, year was, was a horror uh, other thing. Uh, Monster Marketplace. Monster Market. That's it. Yep. And yeah. I do have a cosplay video up of that on the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Um <laughs> and We're doing the Flint Film Fest again. The Fright Film okay. Fest. We're doing that again this year. Oh, yeah. There are some actually, good movies there. I didn't get to go to it, but it, I, it was I've great. seen some of the movies. He won one. He won an award for one. I was going to say, they sweet. gave me an award. The John Cockrell Memorial Award, who was a friend of ours that passed away. Um, the proprietors of the movie fest, they awarded me with this really nice plaque, and I was quite honored to meet John Cockrum's father there and be able to, that was sweet. to watch my movie up on the screen. It's called The Idol, and it's on YouTube, and okay. it's free to watch. And um, those are a few of the things that I do. You know, I have a brand new um, solo CD, which is more death metal type of shit mm -hmm. that I do aside from these guys. Um, and that's brand new. It's just called Lucifer. So that's a few of the things that I've got to wonder how, how do these guys do it? Because like, you got kids too, right? You said mm -hmm. you have kids, you have solo project, a band, and several books. Mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo, and and, <laughs> and you have a day job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you do this? No, no, yeah. I don't, I don't sleep. <laughs> I just want to say one thing my secret if you really want to know if it's not rhetorical, I'll say, How do I do this? I do this with the support of family members like these guys. And a, an amazing family at home. My wife, uh, Sarah, and my son, Damon, are 100% behind me with artwork, with makeup, with um, photography. We all support one another. And like I said, I, I love these guys, and that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Now, Uncle Salem, I know you have your hands in publishing also. I Tell do. us about it. Well, I do a magazine every year called uh, Halloween Machine, four or five times a year. Because I looked around, there's... In March, there's nothing you can read about Halloween, right? So I'm like, we have to make this right. ourselves. So we're I only know of Haunt World. I don't know if they're still Haunt around. Haunt World is great, but they they focus on right. haunts, literally. And so this, I want to be all-encompassing Halloween. It's like a labor of love that I do. 
and and I put everybody in there for free. You know, I'm not making any money off it myself either. So, but that's one thing I do. And then I write books. Um, him, he, and I just wrote a book, Phoenix and I, and it's uh, called "They Saw They See Us," and it's a collection of scary short stories. We'll have that at April Fool's Day. And these are original stories. You yeah, you yeah. all collaborate on and write. Right. Yes. Correct. Sweet. And then uh, uh, we, I do kids books as well. And I also write for Flint Comics and I write for Remort Magazine. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. And he's, he's the even, real writer. Oh, <laughs> he's the you. real one, right. I, not me. It's I him. mean, even though they're all around the horror line, it's still different. Well, I, it, it's different things. I, I don't just stay in the horror. Okay. It's just, it's mostly horror. I write whatever the muse, you know, I actually okay. wrote a, a book for young adults called uh, something we could never be which I'm trying to get out there, but it's more like a, a movie for probably teenagers. Okay. And you both self-publish, right? Mostly. Mostly. I know. I know. You're, you're off public. a couple different things. Yeah. We've been on in, with different publishers. So mm -hmm. my publisher just went under actually. So, <laughs> so now I am back to self-publishing, but, and, and I love that because I have control over everything. The worst part of that is obviously marketing. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, you got side projects you like to talk about? Yeah, we have we have the, the, the little side project, the little band side project thing oh, we do every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, a band that we do with whoever can make it to a show. <laughs> like basically, all of our friends are in this band, including him. He doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> like it's everyone we know that plays music. They're in this band, and we just go. We'll go like, well, can you make it this show? All right, you play these three songs. That's called Fun by Decree. It's our super group. It's our super group of the whole entire city and state of <laughs> yeah. Michigan. City of Flint, state of Michigan. It sounds fun. Yeah. Fun by Decree. <laughs> Which I, that's a line from a Twisted Sister song. Look, Alistair, I'm going to out this mother. Because I'm going to tell you the truth is that he's been working on his craft since he was a little kid. Yes. And he's 22 now. He plays nonstop. 23? 21. 21. So he's very young. Very young. It's like half my age. He writes too, really well on guitar. Exactly that. And he's being humble, and that's why he I want to out him because he will post things to us, new songs, riffs, and all kinds of stuff. It'll be an entire song with the drums, bass, guitar. Yeah, everything just already there. Yeah, he's I, very talented. I heard a, a most recent thing that he was doing, and it's it's very awesome. And he's really coming into his own here. You know, for the most part, when we began this band, I had a bunch of different stuff, originals. I said, let's make these like this so we did and then we started to say let's add things from everybody to make them more of our own and he's written one of our biggest fan favorite songs black philip uh, inspired from the movie the witch that people adore and love and we want to hear more of that from him but don't let his quiet ass fool you yeah he's, he's talented he's very very into his music and his craft sorry <laughs> And eating pop tarts. <laughs> That's that is his day job. Yes, but yeah. what kind of pop tarts? I'm really not picky. He likes the off. <laughs> you like the off brands more, right? I do like the off brands because the off brands fill the pop tarts more. <laughs> All right, I, I got to ask about some of the show stuff. When you guys go play a show, what's been like the oddest combination? Because I know you oh. guys probably done some stuff coming. I don't know, coming after a country band or something. Oh yeah. Well, we were supposed to open for Corey Haim. Does that count? <laughs> that was the Corey weirdest. Fucking, what was it? Feldman. 
Or Corey. Corey oh, Corey Feldman. That'd be Feldman. really weird if we opened for Corey Haim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's well, passed away. Are you talking about the Corey Feldman, the guy with all a bunch of girls? Yes, Corey yes. Feldman's next show on his tour after all the shit went down was with Lords of October. Wow. Oh, man, I actually did buy a Corey Feldman CD because I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I am so sorry. sorry. What, 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 what was it like to work it with It was heavily discounted. Well, okay. we, we, I talked once to his manager. Oh, okay. And that was it. So he kind of like holds up in a room full of girls and does his uh, fruit. I don't, I don't even know what he does, but I was really <laughs> wanting to, I wanted he, to meet him because, you know, He's got the the Friday the Thirteenth and the Lost Boys. Uh, he was on that wife swap or whatever his celebrity <laughs> wife swap, and he's he like, was. "Well, if you're you're my girl, you have to fruit and you have to do this and you got to do that, yeah, yeah. and you have to do this on my schedule and blah blah blah." But you know what? What I thought about was it's still Edgar Frog, right? <laughs> all in all, yeah. it's Edgar Frog. Come on, man. Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. When I was twelve years old, me and my brother Joe, we bought four. We buy tickets for four consecutive shows of Friday the 13th, the final chapter, <laughs> awesome. and watch that for eight hours and oh, on like man. a dollar day, like long ago in 84. And since then, all I see when I see Corey Feldman is Tommy Jarvis killing Jason Voorhees. Yes. And I would play with him just for that alone. Yep. But all this other stuff, it was going to be a very strange show. It was going to be odd. And then they canceled oh, yeah. it. And we also we had a, like whatever. We know? also had our friends Brobot, and they were going to be on the same bill. And that's a completely different band. So Robot Feldman, and then like a rock rap thing, for lack of a better term, and oh, then yeah. us. And that would have been. Yeah. I, I just want to look up the branding for Brobot. I want to see like, is it a robot <laughs> with like a backwards hat and it was supposed like to be their fist bumping? <laughs> it was supposed to be their last show. Oh, they were man. disassembling some the robot. Greek letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're rebuilding Robot 2.0 now. Robot 2.0, the return of the beer pong. <laughs> we have had actually a couple of strange shows where we were on a bill with like, you know, a classic rock band or, you know, just something like that at, at Jester's. We played a couple of odd ones there with some bands. Yeah, a bunch of blues bands. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of weird, but, but we won them over. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> man, they liked us at the end. <laughs> at the beginning, you could see everybody just like, "What is happening? What? Goblin rides? What's going on?" And you did this without a big screen in front of y'all, you know? The beer yeah. No, 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 no. They were cool. They actually liked us. At one or two songs in there, they were there. Right on, man. That means you're, you're solid, man. <laughs> solid. Yeah, we're definitely looking to branch out to, to you know to get different places to get out of state, you know, with. All the things we've got going on, we've been able and fortunate to perform at different places that are yeah. you know, within Michigan. And you know, we want to just get out a little bit at a time. We got to time things right. If we're paying for things ourselves, unless we get some sort of backing, you know, we're going to do it in a way that's um, comfortable for everybody as individuals, but then also get out there on weekends. And we've got an awesome manager who's been helping us and making good contacts for us. And mm -hmm. you know, I've been doing this long enough i kind of just know like nothing fucking happens overnight right. and that you stay the course you keep doing the thing and then things are bound to happen right you know the last band that i was in the first serious band i was in the last one out in la it took us the first months. serious band was the last one what that i was in okay yeah, yeah i played with some other people for whatever for a second but... i thought you were naming like it's called the last one <laughs> no Ooh. no the band the band was penis flytrap and we had oh. a pretty good following out in la in the death rock scene but it took us 10 good years before they paid us to come to germany 
and paid us to go here and there. And we could say, oh, you know, we're making a little bit of money from this. But it was 10 years along, and we had people right. that had been doing it for 20 years before that. To be here in Flinttown doing what we do, we're grateful and fortunate to even be asked to play right. Jester's or right. Machine Shop. Those are places I'd wanted to play over the years because I'm from here. So when I finally came back, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play Machine Shop. Great sound, good sound guy, and just like... Great crowd. Yeah, wow. sold out crowd. Cool we bands we've we always did, played uh, with there. Halloween in July with 7-Eleven Entertainment. I couldn't believe that shit because I'm like, oh, we played the bar here and there. We get there and the place is sold out. Like, okay, There's people in the crowd that be knew cool. our songs. And mm -hmm. I'm looking down there singing them back to us. I'm like, wow, this... Yeah, that's really cool. That's know? that's a good feeling. Yeah, that was that's a good amazing. Feeling. Now this was L.A. How long ago was it? Like back in two thousand five, two thousand six. I've been here now again for ten years, and I was out there from eighty eight till two thousand and seven. Just right. about around that time. So I, I gotta wonder, were you ever on the same bill with uh, Peppermint Creeps? Yes, you were. They sound delicious with, with, with Macy and uh, the rest of the guys. Yeah, I don't know who Macy is, but I know the Peppermint Creeps because we played with them and everybody yeah. that wore makeup or had any gothiness to them. Yeah, we played everywhere down over there and with all those people. <laughs> yeah, Peppermint Creeps had this thing going on with fluorescent green and fluorescent red mm -hmm. and pink and blue and uh, they, they you know, did their hair that way. Macy Malone was lead, was, I guess it was uh, the, the lead guitarist, lead vocalist of the band. Mm -hmm. But cool, you were on the same uh, Crazy Mark TV covered them years ago. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember them from a long time ago. I, it was my first real band. I was initiated into that band through people that looked like this. And before that, I was like some like little unibrow horror movie nerd. I didn't know <laughs> fucking shit about playing or nothing. I just, I mean, I played, but performing. They said, you need a costume. And you know, my real name is David. And they're like, you need a different name. I remember it was 94. <laughs> these are the days like, I know, I know. These are the days I know. I was like, Why you go Lucifer. Lucifer is going to be the name. After <laughs> Lucio Fulci, the director, I'm Lucifer Fulci. I thought that'll work. And it's stuck ever since then. But yeah, we played with all those fucking people, man. Anybody How many times that... does it get misspelled? Fulci? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I never misspell it. <laughs> you know that's a pretty genius move as a as a branding too yeah because people know him from there you know and then oh and every once in a while i'll say like, yeah i'm in a band and they'll talk about oh loose for folks oh cool, cool. So, now we haven't heard much from october here you are you're a drummer you're a yep. multi-musician you're you're talented all, all different aspects what what's been your past experience in bands and performing well I started off before I could drum, really, trying to join bands here and there. And let me tell you, the best way to really learn to get better or learn that you're not good is yeah. to join a band mm -hmm. and have them <laughs> ghost you and tell you. Truth. But uh, you, you got to do that. I mean, if you're going to be serious about it, you got to do that. You got to do the hard stuff. Um, you know, I've played with guys before who treated me just like garbage. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, you got to go through that kind of you gotta stuff. You got to have that chemistry uh, with the band. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, we, we're talking about family here. Is I've never had a band before where it is like family. You know, you, you see this guy kind of shy towards this guy. I'm kind of a shy guy anyway. Um, but yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, shy ones. and it was such an eye opener because um, I've been I played with this one guy for about ten years, and we'd go through different singers and bass players, and and you know we kind of had a falling out because I just got sick of the shit. 
you know, he'd treat me like crap, and I'd be like, you know, I'm sorry, I got it, I just can't, I can't do this, I want to play, but I can't do this, and so I'd look for other guys to play, and I'd play with guys, you know, here and there, you know, and then I actually got with a band um, for about three years, Awkward Perkins. Um, and, Great name. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> love that name. I love that name, but, um, you know, you always had the one guy in the band who was always like a thorn in your side. And you try to ignore it, but you cannot ignore it. It does not go away. So over time, it really adds up, you know, builds up and everything. So um, that was my last serious band. And then I played here and there, you know, trying to make things work. But you just really can't force a band to work, which is why I was so thankful to meet these guys. Because, you know, I remember the first time we met at McDonald's, <laughs> you know, we were, you know, trying we met to up at McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We tried to get, you know, get together and talk about things. And, of course, uh, Alistair and I, you know, We wanted to meet in public just in case he was like a serial killer. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> um, and we kind of learned That way we could quick. hire him quicker. Yeah, yeah. The, um, these you want guys... to see how much of a hamburger he was? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the... Um, Stop grimacing, <laughs> folks. Please, okay, Chief uh, Mick. Uh, what's his so, uh, these oh. guys are in one generation, kind of an older generation without being too... Are you calling them old? No, no, definitely not. No, because I'm no because Alistair comes from the other generation, but I'm kind of in between. So I'll relate to these guys in a lot of aspects musically, but also Alistair and I really relate, you know, to the stuff like Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, and that kind of stuff. Um, mostly the newer kind of punk, punk pop a little bit. You but... lost me on Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, well, sorry about that. But anyway, that's why we're sitting over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, we were actually, <laughs> we're getting together. Um, I actually wrote a comic book that I have published also. Okay. And, you it's know, hilarious. <laughs> I'll oh, be man. selling that at, uh, yeah, the, the April Ghoul's Day. It's very also. subversive. Is it like the Crumb comics from long ago? Um, it's more subversive, maybe. It's mm. Yeah, it's called Exploder Motherfucker. <laughs> mm. I hear Tony going and after those. Awesome. You know, I, I don't care who you it. are. Is it okay Read to this Say a little tiny bit about it. Directly yeah, cut. go for it. Directly All right, here's cut. when people ask me about it. Here's what I tell them: It's about a guy that was born from uh, an army general and a nuclear bomb. All right. So uh, he, at some point, he had sex with this bomb <laughs> and exploded oh, motherfucker. Oh, is yeah, the result? You see that in the beginning of it. Yes, and it is so funny. He was passing it around, and we were like, "You have to put this in a book because." It was hilarious. We were crying and handing the pages out. And that was what was super cool about meeting October because we're like drums, music, and this was all straight. And we talked about, you know, we don't party. Like, everything was cool. And then somewhere along the lines, he's like, check out this art. Yeah. And we had no idea. <laughs> he was, like, he was <laughs> like, oh, I don't really do nothing. We're like, what? He made made little short films. Some of them were horror-oriented. <laughs> he has, like, these huge graphic. No he has a book. That he wrote. How many pages is that book? I can't. Uh, it's a it's three hundred maybe. Listen, it's a hardbound <laughs> book. He brought this book in. It's bound like a regular book. Like he can't pull the pages out. He made this one book for himself. It's three hundred page story of just art, and and it's hilarious. Dedication. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is a different level of dedication. Yeah, and it wasn't a part of like a selling point or anything. It no, just, he didn't care. He did it for we, himself just wow. are all fucking weird in the same way and <laughs> and that's what makes it very special because honestly if he wasn't we would still love whoever that might be but we really lucked out yeah we got lucky way. we got lucky you never get that lucky on the first try with a drummer man no, no. you're telling me okay, i don't fills yeah. in there that i can play to like i need that i i i don't need the guy from uh 
I don't need Peter Chris. I need Eric Carr. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. And we we got him, and that's ain't going anywhere. <laughs> we'll break your leg. He's gonna be like, I got this really good job offer. Like, bam! <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. Well, but said be GM money. Back room. <laughs> Lord's a October for life. <laughs> Let him out for show. His job at Kmart. It's all right. I pretty much knew. I mean, when I the first time I came over, you know, we met, and then they wanted to play, and I thought about messing with them. Like starting to play songs and then playing just awfully horrible, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you never told me that. That's no, funny. No, I didn't. I was like, I, I thought about it. I seriously did. And they're like, "You got? Do you listen to those songs that we?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah I kind of listen to them here and there." But the way I learn songs is by not listening to them and then you know playing along to what we find here. And that's what we did. The first song that we really Annabelle finished Lee. did was Annabelle Lee, and they you know we, they started playing it and I started hearing it and thinking about what's going to go here and then just it just comes out you know we all start playing music and it all just comes together he added a part to that that made the whole song work and you know not to get real specific and blow on one song for a long time but i was playing it like and he just like it's got all these little cool musical parts like he played it one time through we're just looking around like oh this is a much cooler song i actually used two different snare drums in that song. Yeah, yeah. And that was another cool thing. There's another tune on the Equinox album called The Devil Also Dreams. Mm. And that was one that he just said, got this idea. And he wrote drum tracks. And I listened, wrote some riffs. We agreed what we were going to do. He wrote lyrics. It came out that he created this. It was created drums first, mm -hmm. which doesn't always happen. No. It's not usually like that. When I write songs, I've got the idea in my head what it's going to be. And I'll try to like create. <laughs> That's another cool thing is if I'm writing something and recording a demo for these guys, then it's one idea. And I already know my drum machine or my drum programming is going to be like, okay, it's like this and like this and like this. When he gets it, it becomes musical. Yeah, yeah. And then when he gets it, he puts in chords that are not just the E going, <laughs> you know, because he knows how to play guitar where I just try to and then this poet motherfucker i don't even i don't even know what's going on sometimes these <laughs> lyrics i'm like how are you writing such poetry for songs about like necrophilia or whatever it might be you know i haven't done that one yet yeah i'm thinking no we don't but yes. like you know yeah it's, it's all very dark it's a very musical sort of base that we come from and in the future, I imagine the songs are going to be better, too, because we all can contribute more. We're working on a pretty ambitious thing right now. We can talk about that a little bit, right? Yeah, oh, I think so. We're going to make a concept record, which we've been working on. But not one of the ones where everybody's like, oh, a concept record. It's going to be where every song stands alone, but if you put it together, it tells a story. So we've been working on that, and the first one that we wrote is just, wow. I, I listen back to it. I'm like, wow, we wrote that. That's wow. Yeah, yeah we not need to everything. Hear that. Not everything is, you know, all. Um, I mean, there's hard rock, there's metal, there's punk. This is like straight horror movie soundtrack kind of ethereal. And I think those are the kind of bands we all truly love. Yep. They yeah. they go and they stand. The Took test some of time. inspiration from Merciful Fate there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah. I know that. When I hear things I write, I know there's Black Sabbath in there. I know there's Rush in there because 
That's where I learned how to play well, the bass. That's part of the dynamic when, when you hear it and you go, wow, this does sound like a Lords of October song. So what it is is all those separate influences. Right. Uh, well, you so know that, who else made a concept album? Corey Feldman. But, but Lucifer, t- <laughs> tell me dream. that Michael Anthony is not your inspiration? What's, what's up? Vocals, right? I love Michael Anthony. Why, do you know him? No. <laughs> Van Halen. But yeah, yeah. You, you got into playing the bass. And why, why, why the bass? Why? Who oh, turned you on to that? What? Gene Simmons. Oh, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I mean, I was in second grade. I didn't know anything. And I went to a store and opened a 16 magazine that had a centerfold of Kiss from like Dress to Kill yeah. era. And I just was like, You're done right there. What is this? Yeah. It stands before me. So, all, so, then, <laughs> so then you pick the bass. You don't do the. No, the, no, I don't use it. Oh, you don't use a paper. No, no. I mean, I saw Gene and he was inspiring. That's when I learned what a bass was. But then a little bit later on, I I watched and heard Rush. And then I had this incredible music teacher who was like one of the inspirations. And, you know, watched him play high school, things like that. He went to go play in a band called Prong and Flotsam and Jetsam. And he played with such finesse. That's how I knew to play the bass. So I, I picked up shit off of Billy Sheen and Getty Lee and yeah. Flea. And so when you go like to play that. bass, you, would you describe yourself? <laughs> yeah, Nikki Would you would you describe yourself as a technical six. bass with the bass up here, or as somebody who really attacks the bass as a crotch rocket down here? <laughs> I, I would say that I'm a technical player with it halfway down. All right. All right. But sometimes I, I pick it up if I'm if I'm playing some others, you know, it just depends. But normally it's just much easier because I use my thumb a lot yeah. to like actually do the picking like like that, like the gorilla hand, like Jerry only fucking shit. And that's it just depends. I just don't like it too low because then all I could do is ride the E and you can't Cram you know. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering if you'd be like Gene Simmons, like you hit that E and pose. He does that stuff in practice. Oh. You'd be like, I said what? I said yeah. I said all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah. All right. Yeah. Not Thunder. Yeah. I, you know what? I just, I like all kind of good, but, but you got to get to all the strings. Yeah. You got to be able to get to all the strings. And I, I, I love all the good bass players. We're on a time <laughs> limit right here. So yeah, do, do they have websites that they want to tell everybody where you to can go? Get to, like he said, if you Google Lords of October, you can be there for a couple hours just checking stuff out. There's free downloads on certain pages, SoundCloud and Reverb Nation, I think. Or, yeah, Reverb Nation. There's a Annabelle Lee download for free. Yep. You can listen in on stuff. You can buy CDs everywhere. I mean, just really Google Lords of October. You'll find this. All right, and you can find Mark at crazymark.com. And you can find me at toadin.com or youtube.com slash toadin.k. Remember, the video version is way different from the audio version because if you're just listening, you can't see their pretty faces. (laughs) And, yeah, there are some pretty faces, if you want to use that term. Um, (laughs) And, of course, you can find Media Literacy Sandwich on all sorts of pod apps. Um, Just, you know, we're on most of them. If we're not on the one that you want to use, just let us know. We'll try to get on there. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed our discussion and may, may the, the algorithms, algorithms be in your, your favor. favor.